0: Hey, everybody, how's it going? This is Jordan Robert Kirk. Welcome to the JRK podcast. Um, there's gonna be a little bit of a looser format today. It's, I'm actually gonna be multitasking, not gonna be able to record from my home studio. We are trying to harvest some cotton today. I'm actually heading out to the stripper right now. Uh, finally drying up a little bit. We had a little bit too much humidity this morning and some of you may or may not know, uh, with a cotton stripper especially, that humidity can cause you to uh, clog up your chute, um, get a, get stuck and, and your, your fan can't overpower that wet cotton, get it into the burr extractor on that back end of the basket. I got a basket stripper, the 7460 don't got the baler. Although the same issue can happen uh, with you trying to get it into your accumulator there for a baler um so the, the humidity is coming out i just was gonna say um this is saturday and so i did i hope i'm gonna be playing uh tonight at the prc rodeo at coast garage although this will come out tomorrow but well, that's pretty pretty excited about that y'all might follow me on social media if you want to recap of that i probably will be giving one and uh, as always, make sure to mash the like button, uh, subscribe, leave a five-star review. Uh, go to jordanrobertkirk.com if you want some merch. Uh, I still got some caps. I got some more caps coming. And got the direct order t-shirts, long sleeve shirts, pocket t-shirts with the JRK um, symbol on them. And uh, so, yeah, we, uh, that's how you can support us. But uh, I'm gonna be doing sort of a free, uh, loose and free format this week. And this week I'm gonna be talking about the right to farm. All right, hopefully I'll insert a little theme song right there. But yeah, the right to farm is actually on the ballot this year. Um, It's it's Proposition One. And here in Texas, if if you're voting, I would go ahead. And if you stop listening right now, I would vote yes for the right to farm. It is somewhat complex. Uh, a somewhat complex amendment. You know, the Texas Constitution is all amendments. It was set up to be able to be amended as time went on in a way that it didn't have quite as robust of a constitution as the U.S. Constitution, United States Constitution. But in, in some ways, it was more so because we are allowed to that's a lot of these amendments, but anyhow, I digress. The right to farm comes from uh, what, what is happening in all of rural America, a little bit less so in West Texas, but if you go Southwest to Lubbock, you can see it's kind of happening there where you have farmers, some farmers, not all, selling huge swaths of land to uh, these housing developers. Um, I'm not going to name any by name, although I very well could, we all know them. And uh, they are coming in and putting in thousands of homes. Well, the farmers that choose not to sell their heritage, their inheritance, their family land that for many have been farmed for over a hundred years in West Texas, which isn't that long in the grand scheme of things. But well, some parts of Texas, maybe 200 years, people have been settling a lot longer than we have here out west, here in the, in the Panhandle, where the Panhandle means West Texas. And uh, the issue we're running into is people are making these new sub, subdivisions, these new suburbs and uh, suburban environments, and they are passing uh, codes, laws, uh, city ordinances that make it harder to farm, sometimes encroaching on, uh, mostly to do with sound, smell, sight, maybe a lot of farming is somewhat unsightly, uh, depending on, you know, not, not to me, but if, if you're from the city and that's all you ever see, you know, it might be a little bit unsightly. Uh, but that being said, so, a lot of farmers are somewhat, s- sort of, somewhat getting pushed out of being able to farm their land that they want to keep. They don't want to sell it to a housing developer. They want to keep farming it. And actually, as a matter of fact, I'm pulling this out of the air, but I know I've read it somewhere. And This isn't going to be nearly as well cited of an episode, mind you. But I read somewhere that about 250,000 acres of farm and ranch land is lost every year in Texas to housing. And uh, we have it pretty good here, you know. Over in, over in Europe, they're living on a thimble of, uh, of of land. They're stacking on top of each other. We have that a little bit in New York and San Francisco, but uh, you know, over here we we have a lot of quarter-acre lots. We have uh, quite a few one-acre lots. We have five and ten-acre lots, and that's what a lot of these things are going to. And as much as I love the five and ten-acre lot. Those people typically aren't do anything, doing anything with it. They don't have cows, they don't have chickens, they don't have a little dairy. There's not really a way to do it, you know, unless you have a real high quality product selling to, you know, a bunch of liberals and hippies and maybe these organic foodie conservatives maybe, who, uh, you know, which I'd probably be considered one. Um, you know, if you don't have that kind of clientele and you haven't been able to market it and drum that up, you're not going to be able to make money on that, that smaller land anyhow. You know, it's these people typically with a city job and especially in Lubbock, they got a half ton, three quarter ton pickup that, uh, they drive to the bank or, you know, they drive to an office job because out here, you know, that's what we like. We like big vehicles, we, you know, where they might hunt, they might do some outdoor stuff. So they want, they, they want to have those big vehicles for that, and uh, I can't blame them at all, because uh, that's kind of how I am, although I many, uh, infamously drive a, uh, many of you know I infamously drive a uh, tiny little 2010 Honda Fit without a front bumper with a tow ball on the front so I can haul it around with my F-350. But, you know, that's when I'm trying to save money and driving a Lubbock or wherever. But uh, all that being said, most of these small tracts of land aren't necessarily being used um, as well uh, for ag purposes. And people are even forgetting what this land was for within a few years and voting to encroach on the rights of farmers. So, the right to farm is on the election ballot Uh, this coming Tuesday. I would highly recommend voting for it. Now, as a libertarian, I will give this caveat. I'm, I am, I'm more of a conservative than libertarian, but I definitely identify with the libertarian, uh, mantra, uh, which is, you know, it is that laissez-faire, uh, you know, which is French for, uh, let them do as they see fit. Y'all didn't know I was going to teach some French today, but that is laissez-faire style of government. Less is more. This, while it does take away the ability for local government to encroach on farming, it does create more regulatory power for state agencies, which in Texas would probably be Texas Parks and Wildlife. Um, You know, you're hunting, kind of regulating people. Uh, You know, maybe your Texas Ag, USDA, um, which it wouldn't be U.S., I guess it would be Texas Department of Agriculture. I'm not exactly sure what that's called. Again, forgive me, this is on the fly. But all that being said, um, it will give them more power. I, in a perfect world, we would not need this law because when farmers get encroached upon, uh, you know, they would, I don't even like saying this, but sue the crap out of them. They'd go lawyer up and say, hey, I need to be able to farm. And they would sue them and, and they'd say, this is encroaching on my livelihood. Uh, I'm probably speaking out of my rear end right here. I don't know if that's even a thing. I just don't like giving the government more power. I don't like giving lawyers more money than they absolutely need. I don't like giving them too much business. But that's what both of those things are for. Both of those things were created to protect people, to enforce the law in a just manner. Um, You know, we can't necessarily um, fault uh, lawyers. We can't fault uh, the government for seeing a problem and trying to solve it with this Proposition 1. Um, But that being said, that is what's happening. So... I would vote for Proposition One in Texas this Tuesday, November seventh, for the right to farm and ranch. Um, and all that being said, I think I'm probably just going to go ahead and end it here. Uh, I didn't start. Um, I didn't start with any any Bible verse this time. Maybe I'll stick. Maybe I'll stick one in on the front. Now I'm just now I'm just rambling. Uh, Again, if y'all are enjoying this show, this is a little bit of a change in format due to time constraints. If y'all are enjoying the JRK podcast, I would really appreciate it if you would copy this link, share it with a friend. And um, I would say uh, leave a five-star review. Uh, Follow, subscribe, all that on Apple and Spotify podcasts. Go follow my YouTube channel. I'm giving you way too many things to do. Go to jordanrobertkirk.com. And um, hopefully I'll have Hartley back on the podcast next week helping me with these announcements. She's much prettier and has a much more euphonious uh, voice than I do. Um, I think that's a word. Anyhow, y'all have a great week. And, um, uh, you know, I will, I will finish with a proverb. I don't remember exactly what which one it is. Uh, but it says... There is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. And so, when we are making our decisions uh, on all of these things, I think that is when we should uh, consult uh, the Lord in prayer, Um, you know, maybe our spiritual elders and advisors as well. There's a way that seems right to a man. We think we know what we're doing, but in the end it does lead to death for all of us. So, choose to live wisely day. Um, And y'all can fact check me on which proverb that is, maybe leave it in a comment or um, something like that. Uh, All that being said, y'all have a great day. God bless.